On today's Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have yet another uh, repost from, I believe this one was recorded in 2016, uh, when we did another uh, review of Iron Man 3. But this was me and Jeff, and those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time know that me and Jeff have very differing opinions about Iron Man 3. So, uh, me, me and Ashley uh, recorded one, a new one, and that'll be dropping tomorrow. But it's kind of interesting, because like... Uh, that one we're more like uh, critiquing it and talking about it in a very pretty positive way because we both really like that movie, but this one's a little more antagonistic. So hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, enjoy this repost and wait on tomorrow. We will have uh, the new episode uh, reviewing Iron Man 3 uh, with the context of the Infinity Saga being over. Enjoy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Let's talk Iron Man 3. So let's talk Iron Man 3. We dropped our spoiler alert. We're good to go. Yeah, I think we are good to so, go. Spoiler alert. Pepper has had extremists. Doesn't I was kind of sad that they had to get rid of the, her having extremists. I kind of thought that'd be a great plot twist. Well, she just becomes an extremist Avenger. No. Yeah. No, she has to become rescue. No. <laughs> no. Um, That's just going to be like a spinoff movie. So, Pepper this Potts movie is rescue. You hated it the first time you saw it. I, I did not hate all of it the first time I saw it. I hated that they broke the Mandarin, and I still hate that they broke the Mandarin. And... I can say at like in the theater and now again, having seen it a uh, second time now, the movie has me through most of it, but his his um, repeated like anxiety breakdowns. Like I'm I'm more understand it now. I more understand why he's like having this sure. panic attack thing happen all the time. They played it up way too much for my. I don't for my think taste. So. See, for me, that's just that's where he is. That's the character development of this story. Like Avengers messed him up. Like going to another plant, like going to another galaxy and seeing things that there's just no way he could take out, and then him taking them out. Like him being the hero of the world, but knowing that he's he's not. Like he's always been so uh, so braggadocious and sure so like sure of himself. Yeah. And now he, <clears throat> he's been so confident that he is the power of the world. 
Like he was like, I'll I'll take Secretary of Defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's just uh, I think I think it's so believable that he'd be having those panic attacks, and for the first time it, in his life, he doesn't know. It is believable uh, that he could have the panic attacks. I just think that they played it up too much. Like, yes, I understand he is having panic attacks. You don't have to show me 400 times that he's breaking down mentally. I get it. I mean, it. let's let's be real. It was like four. No, it was like seven. It was like four or five, I think. It was like seven of them. And and they talked about it more than that. Yeah. But, but we only actually see him go through it like four or five times. It was like six or seven. We can, we can, we can, we can count. <laughs> just fast forward it and just count. <laughs> figure this out. But, um... But now the that and they like the the breaking of the Mandarin really killed it. His um, his lack of ability to get off of the armor, like yes, Iron Man is cool and all. Like your armor is is awesome, but like it's not working right now. Do something else. And he had to have a little kid just be like, "You're you're a mechanic." Make something else. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, light bulb. I am that. Like, you didn't need a kid to, to do that for you. You I make that, everything. I think that goes with the storyline. <clears throat> it does. He's addicted to his suits. Like, he thinks of his suits as his extension of himself that he can't be without. Especially after the attack on New York. He feels yeah. like he has to be in a suit all the time. When he starts to panic for the first time in the movie at that donut shop, he goes out and gets in his suit. And he's like... Uh, like, I think it was a sports bar, but still. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Iron Man 2 when he's sitting in the donut. Yeah. In the, is, 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 mm-hmm. right th- yeah, I'm thinking of Iron Man 2. Um, yeah, we just watched it, and I'm like sitting here thinking about the wrong movie. <laughs> we sat here and watched it together, and I'm still... It sounds like I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there was the montage at the end that went through like footage all from movies, all yeah. three movies. Or all three... Um, Iron Man movies. My only <clears throat> real qualm with this movie ever, I don't care about the Mandarin. Couldn't care less. Don't care. I do think the Mandarin was a better villain than Aldrich Killian, though. I do think Aldrich Killian uh, was a weak villain. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he was fine, but it kind of goes with all of all of the Marvel. The complaint about Marvel's villains is they're just not, they're kind of paper thin. Yeah. And I think Aldrich Killian was that. Yeah. Um, he was menacing in places, but I... I just never felt, I never really felt like Aldrich Killian was going to take down Tony Stark. Now, if the Mandarin had been as as menacing as he seemed like he was going to be, yeah, uh, then maybe I could have believed that about the Mandarin, and maybe that would have been a better movie. But just because they decided not to go with the Mandarin, I thought that was a great twist. I remember thinking it was the most fun. When I watched it in the theater, I laughed for like minutes because, because uh, when, when Trevor became Trevor, I love it. It's so I was, funny. <clears throat> I was confused. I kept thinking that they were going, like, he was baiting Tony into dropping his guard so that he could put his rings on and do crazy things. And that's what I was thinking was going to happen. I was like, oh, he's baiting yeah. him. It's going to be, oh, we think it's a twist, but then it's going to be like a double twist. And then, ah, uh, it's going like to be. A lot and of your problems. A lot of your problems with the movie are just what you thought it was going to be, and it, it was wasn't. they gave me expectations and then took that away. Yeah, I don't know if they gave you those expectations. No, they did. They said the Mandarin, and I went, "Oh God," <laughs> because he is a wizard. Yeah, basically. And we know from Hail to the King, he's out there somewhere. All hail the king! Yes. All hail the king! What did I say? Hail to the king! Oh right, right. All hail the king! Sorry. 
How dare you? <laughs> but one thing, you know, another thing that really gripes me about it is that it seems like with Trevor Slattery being Trevor Slattery and not being like a good, awesome, deep villain, that it's a waste of a brilliant actor. Yeah. But they said in the film that, you know, yeah, they, they gave did. me plastic surgery and I was like, they could make, they could have just made him look exactly like the man and the Mandarin could be out there and it could still be Ben Kingsley. Yeah. That would be amazing. That I would, would love great. an actual Mandarin to show up and still be Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, in, in all hell, the King. Yes. They go and show him in the seventies and he looks pretty similar. Yeah. So maybe, but you still could say they wanted to use the Mandarin, so they used, like, they found an actor who looked a lot like the guy they yeah, needed. Yeah, they looked close to him. Yeah. And let's and give him some surgery. Maybe gave him some surgery to make him look a little younger, because maybe the Mandarin was younger. Because well, he was he was an actor in the 70s, and he looked about the same. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, 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 they, maybe, they, maybe Trevor was a little older than they wanted, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, maybe there is a Ben Kingsley character out there in the world who is the I Mandarin. need that to happen. That would be amazing because he is so incredible as an actor. Yeah, well, that's what that's what that, that's what was so funny about the Trevor Twist is they used Ben Kingsley. They subbed out an amazing actor that could have been a phenomenal villain for like a, a mediocre actor and a paper thin villain. Uh, well, I'm just talking about what they did with, with Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I agree. I already said Aldrich Killian wasn't a not was not as strong as a villain as the Mandarin could have been. We don't know how good the Mandarin. The Mandarin's yeah. a great villain to give a few speeches in a movie. He was real menacing. Yeah, and Bing Kingsley was amazing. But would it have been great if they used him the way they the way the way if they, they had could separated have? the extremists? If they had separated oh, extremists yeah, yeah. into extremist, a different extremist isn't in it, but we just don't know storyline. We just don't know what the Mandarin would have been, and that's just not the yeah. story they wanted to tell. Um, they wanted to tell the story of Aldrich Killian. I agree. I don't. I don't love the Aldrich Killian storyline. I do think most of the most interesting stuff in the movie. The movie's about Tony, and all three yeah. Iron Man movies are about Tony. Yeah, they're not about the villain. The villain is okay in all but, three movies. Like we've said before, that the most compelling Marvel stuff has been the the things where you can get behind the villain and you can really identify with the villain. Sure, Kingpin. Uh, the Purple Man, or Kilgrave. Uh, Loki. Identify and get behind? I don't know if I agree with any Okay, of those maybe things. not. <laughs> if, you can, if you can understand their drive and, and see what really compels them and, like, and believe it. And believe you, that it's a real person. If their motivation is believable. Yeah. If I, you I can agree believe that. that they're real people, they're the best ones. I can get behind them. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I can't get behind Purple Man or, or uh, other dude. Or Kingpin. Kingpin, I, I, there was a few moments in the show I could, and and uh, with with Loki, there are moments where you yeah. can definitely get behind him. Like, well, you can understand it's it the guys that you want the redemption for. Yeah, and you just don't have that with Killian at all. You're just like he's a jackass. Kill him, please. Yeah, I think they they tried, but they didn't succeed. Uh, and and I'm not, I won't I won't dispute that. Uh, they they with him being on the rooftop. And that whole rooftop thing of him wanting to kill himself. And that, honestly, when I first saw it, that really did compel me to feel for him. But I still didn't. He's just such a jackass after the fact. Yeah. Um, like, that does not justify you being a dick now. I would rather him stayed the kind of squirmy guy from the beginning. Uh, 
maybe with a clearer complexion because of extremists or whatever, but like no, him, because of Noxzema. Yeah, him <laughs> him would have proactive and he's I would, better. I would have. He, he he gets too powerful and too cool. Yeah, and the thing is, like, for you to feel for him, he got really really powerful and really really cool, but then nobody else was as good as him. Like, not even his second in command. He's got fire breath. Yeah, but he's probably And his been second in command, dude, is still kind of like, kind of twitchy a little bit every now and again. He's probably been using it longer, and he probably doesn't get as good a care as Aldridge does. Like, Aldridge probably has the premium, the premium extremist experience. Um, <laughs> he's, he's in the presidential suite of the extremist yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that makes total sense. Uh, now, one thing on a rewatch that we've talked about that I, I did concede before as a problem with this movie is Iron Man blowing up his suits. Yeah. Uh, and because all of us had talked about, and, and some of the listeners had written in about, about how it feels like Iron Man is giving up his... He's giving up being Iron Man at the end of that movie, right? Yeah, it's, like, it gives this sense of completion, like, I'm done with this thing. But, like, he does say, you know, I am still Iron Man. Like, yeah. you can take away my toys or whatever. I'm still Iron Man. You can take away Man. these toys. I am Iron Man. And, and he also says, before he ever blows him up, he says, I, I'm thinking I'm going to, what's the word he I'm uses? I'm going to shave it down a little shave bit. Shave it down a little bit. Like, I, I don't, on a rewatch, especially after knowing that he's not stopping being Iron Man, I did not get the sense that he was going to stop being Iron Man. But shave it down doesn't mean blow up all of them. True, but he did say that this is the. But those suits, all of those suits, were a result of an obsessive Tony Stark hanging out in his basement, building a bunch of <laughs> kind of insane suits. Like he, he built a suit that just had like jackhammers for hands. Yeah, like he, he was like, you know what? We do, I could build a. I could get my suit can pick up a jackhammer. Like <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like. And he but just, instead, I'm going to have it be really punchy. Yeah, and he just blew up. I mean, blew, blew what, up the ones. Also, they were Igor probably do? all really damaged. What did Igor do other than stand under the crane? Yeah, nothing. nothing. Literally nothing. And then, like he built a bunch of single purpose. Yeah, uh, I want one that's really strong and sturdy. Yeah, it doesn't. And that was fly. really cool. Honestly, that was a great thing. Like that was a really cool like utility. Utility. Yeah. Uh, that, that that had. I loved the end of this movie. Um, that fight was a great idea. It was a more Except cynical for man building up every, or blowing up everything. Yeah, I mean, you could also say every one of them was probably really damaged. You—that's headcanon, though. True, true. I'm not. I'm not saying. And and, and the, the, the the bottom line is the reason he did it was for Pepper because yeah. Pepper was worried about him and didn't like all those suits and didn't like that he was so. She saw what it what for what it was, which was kind of an addiction, and it was. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he sends a suit to go on a date with her. <laughs> no, the suit greets her at the door. No, he tries to tell her that he's in the suit. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is won't open. You kiss me on the mouth. Yeah, kiss, kiss me, on me the, right here on the mouth slit." Kiss, or he said, kiss it right here. And he's downstairs working on his suits. Like now, he's, he's downstairs doing pull-ups. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, but he's just obsessed. He's a little obsessed with being in his workshop. Yeah. Um, and I think like that was him letting Pepper know. It's like, it's like when you take a, a, a week off your phone because uh, <laughs> you've just been too too addicted to your phone lately. No, but like, he needed he needed some non tech time. Yeah, but to do with kids. No, no. 
the, the thing is, though, like, if he's going to make all of these suits, why not use them? Like, when your house is being bombarded with missiles, that seems like a good time to have a house party protocol activate. Right. Well, they might have... He might. was fixated on this one suit that was a prototype. Like, put it on Pepper... And then go get another one. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Get yourself in another one. Well, the problem is the one with the... Uh, yeah, it doesn't hold up. I don't know. I was going to say the one with the... Uh, uh, Mark 42? Mark 42 seemed like it was the only one that could uh, split apart and come to him like that. But then at the end, they all come to him. So. Yeah, and they all open up you and let him may- jump in. You could say maybe the house party protocol was not ready. Uh, but it would have it would have it would have in the Avengers camp. in the Avengers movie at the end he had on the bracelets for, for the one yeah. that, that came down and like sucked him in and I love he could have had the same thing I loved in this movie he did uh, yeah he had we, the little things in his, in his in his body yeah. that like he could do like weird kung fu moves and get parts of his of his suit that could have gone for any other suit and any like they all could have responded to that protocol but it was a prototype. And the other ones were not prepared for that. Like, tap earbud, hey, because, you know, he had the earpiece that you never saw in the rest of the film. Tap it's the always earpiece, in his ear, yeah. Tap the earpiece, hey, Jarvis, give me a suit. Yeah. Done. Done. Then he's got a functional suit. Like, hey, Jarvis, give me the one that, you know, I saved New York in. And then he's got a functional suit that is able to do things and stop these helicopters and save his house yeah. and do all the things that he needs to do. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I don't know. Although, uh, here, here's here's my headcanon that makes absolute sense. <laughs> I don't like headcanon. <laughs> when the bomb has already hit the, hit the uh, building at that point. Some of them have, yeah. One big one had, and you could say that this... Very likely the the that uh, that basement was already covered up, but it wasn't though. You could like when the the fissure happened in the floor, you could see into the basement. No, not where all those not where all those uh, suits were. Those suits were in a sub basement. Yeah, down below that all they were the doorway the the portal to it was easily visible, like uh, in through the fissure. Uh, I don't know about that, but anyway, that's that's another here, another. The um, that is a. Uh, that's all headcanon anyway. I agree with you. They could have used they could have used some of the suits then. He could have very easily gotten tried. out of that. Um and he I mean he did get out of it. It's not like he did not get out of it. Well, he could have very easily successfully defended his home. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. I the the home was already pretty much gone. Yeah, I mean, he from, would have from to the moment they it. it would have been like an Avengers Tower kind of thing. Like, ah, oh, yeah, well, so I guess this time they'll just go ahead and scrap this and start over a little bit. What I would have liked to seen is instead of him getting seeing it on TV, him just having a couple of Iron Man like Iron Man suits hanging out on the roof, keeping an eye on things. Yeah, that's what I would have liked to see. <laughs> Sentry mode. Yeah, just exactly. like that. <laughs> And I mean, it's all just like he did in Avengers Two. Exactly, but that's later. Yeah, you know, it, it's all developing. Like he he uses his suits more intelligently and for more things as the movies go on. You know, um, and he did just well. We never see him like actually working on the whole like house party protocol or whatever in Iron Man Three. It's just like he it's mentions a, it's it, a thing. Isn't ready? Yeah, like. I think it's time. House Party Protocol? Yeah. Do yeah. it. And the cynical man could say House Party Protocol is just a way to sell as many toys as you want to. Yeah. 
Because there are so many toys in that yeah. thing. Yeah, there are. Uh, and that's cool. I don't mind that. Because I, like, I didn't think that. The first time I watched it, that was not in my mind. I was like, this is just a really fun scene. Yeah. With really clever action, you know? Yeah. Like, you can blow up Iron Man suits without having to hurt Tony. Yeah. And that, you know, that's one of the things, like, that kind of bugged me a little bit in the rewatch. It didn't bug me at first, but now it does. Is like, you've got this this genius guy who has saved the world before, and he now has a whole bunch of suits that all have the same, like kind of generally the same amount of power, but in different ways Right. that are all just getting consistently blown up by random dudes that have lesser power than the guy he's currently fighting. Like, yeah, but I would say that's, that's the genius part. Like Tony in a suit is much more powerful than, yeah, than a, than a, suit's a suit with AI. That's Jarvis the thing that I'm, that I would concede suit. is that like, it's the whole like you can you can do a whole lot of things at once, or you can focus on one thing and do it very well. And that's you know Tony in a suit is better than Jarvis controlling a bunch of them. Yes, but it's still like it felt inconsistent hmm. a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. And also like we talked about them the being very specific to a certain task. A lot of those suits. Yeah, yeah. And so like <laughs> these aren't the extremist battling suits. Right, exactly. The, <laughs> the particular But suit then like needs. the one little bitty rocket that she kicks and blows up is like that's enough to kill Aldrich. Good job everybody. <laughs> yeah, we could come back, I suppose. We um, we had this in us the whole time. The <laughs> So Batman has a utility belt with a pocket for every every purpose. Yeah. Iron Man has a suit for every purpose. <laughs> pretty... He's got a utility closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird. Uh... I like that. But they're getting better. That's the thing. His suits are always getting better, and I think sometimes that process seems slow to us. But I mean, you think about how much work has to go into building one of these things, and how much of the work has to go into the AI for these things. Like he just rip and replace the AI. It's just like, hey, there's a new hardware interface. Let's tag in a little bit of code. But it's always Jarvis. A lot more complicated than that. Yeah, well, Jarvis does most of the AI work. Yeah, but someone has to program Jarvis at this point. (laughs) And anyway, at this point in the storyline, all that stuff's complicated. It's not like like House Party Protocol would be an easy thing to program. Like, it's like yes, it would. That exact thing happened in Iron Man Two. With all the drones. Uh, he had the oh, Navy right, drones right. and the Air Force drones and the Army and the drones. drones chase him, yeah. yeah. They do get their butts kicked pretty handily, though. Exactly. Yeah. Same basic thing. Yeah. Suitless. And then when he shows up in a suit, he's better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's been done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but he, then Tony's got, like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to keep got, that. He, he did. I mean, like, he basically <laughs> pulled an Iron Man 2 on Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, I feel like I'm just beating this movie down so much. Yeah, like, in I a did, bunch of unfounded ways. I did Space. like it. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I did like it. There's so much good when, about this movie. Yeah, there's there's a lot. We've good. obviously had the disagreement for a while, so it's good to finally suss out the actual. Having just watched it, suss out yeah. our differences of opinion, and some of them I agree with you on. I'm not saying uh, it's just at some point some things are flaws and some things are. Just something you didn't like, and so it's hard, it's hard to suss all that out. Um, like the just, Mandarin stuff doesn't bother me at all, just because I I could 
you know, I don't get, I don't care. I feel like we got like a, a pared down weaker version of the Mandarin in Aldrich Killian because the Mandarin does have fire capability in one of the rings. Oh, really? He's got like literally everything that you can think of in the rings. Yeah, but he, we're, I'm not even his whole speech about I am the Mandarin. I'm not even. That's just him being a douche. A douche. Yeah, like he is <laughs> not the Mandarin at all. <laughs> you are not, sir. You have tattoos that came from somewhere I don't know why. Yeah. Go away. Get blown up. And you know, I did say or um, a couple of weeks ago that it kind of bothered me that. It was Christmas in the film. Yeah. Because, like, the movie came out in May, mm-hmm. early May. Watching it now, being around Christmas time, <laughs> and it's like, it's Christmas things happening, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all now. Like, it, it bothered me so much at the time because I was like, it is hot outside. <laughs> it's so weird. It is not Christmas. It's such a weird way to, like, ju- I don't know, I just, judge a movie. <laughs> I, like, for some reason, I, I just I, I, I have that connection all, for like for time. If they don't establish uh, that this is set in a specific time, like with Jessica Jones, it was like this is in January. It happened a year ago. This is now like we're still in January. That's why it's cold outside. And then it was a little bit cold outside for us at the same time. Like it kind of made me okay with it, but they didn't really like. They're like, it's Christmas, but it doesn't look like Christmas. Now it looks like Christmas, but now it's not Christmas. And like, you rebranded the Iron Patriot. This would have been a perfect Fourth of July movie mm-hmm. because he was mad at America. Everything America was bad. Christmas was a little underused in this movie, I will say. Uh, I mean, we got the nice dance sequence where he's dancing to Christmas music, but he could have been dancing to anything, and that scene would have worked. Yeah, the fact that it's Christmas is just kind of thrown in there. Yeah, the like. Fourth of July would have worked better because of it being an American, like an exclusively American holiday, mm-hmm. and they were attacking America. Yeah. The Iron Patriot rebranding for the Fourth of July would have been f- like a great little thing. I could have accepted that, right? Instead of them like taking away that from Norman Osborn, like that was a big part of the comics. Like that suit, that suit paint job came straight out of the comics. Yeah, and. Now they can't use that. But, or, well, I mean, they could, I guess. Norman Osborn could, could be like, hey, I took this back from... I'm just going to use it. I'll be the Iron Patriot now. Like, I guess they set it up for him to take it later, but like, he rebranded it and then did that right. in the comics. But that's you know, small, small thing. That would have been perfect for a 4th of July thing. Yeah. So, so, so the, your main problems that I don't have are just like... Some it doesn't fit in my head. None of weird, it fit in my some head. Some weird problem with the weather outside affecting your view. Of it a wasn't movie. frightful. <laughs> Sorry, it's just uh, I don't I don't get that at all. It's like well, they watching, said it was they said it was Christmas like, like one time. You're watching and like they never touched on it. Lord of the Rings, and you're like, this, this isn't the Hobbiton. I can't view this. Yeah, the weather's totally different here. <laughs> I am not watching this in the Shire, and that is a problem. <laughs> I agree. That is a problem. But, uh, <laughs> that just it threw me off that with it being a me. Christmas movie in May. Yeah, that, that's I, weird. I don't know. It's weird. I don't think it's weird. Uh, but that's uh, I hear you. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the Mandarin, anything comic book based, like the Iron Patriot stuff for the Mandarin stuff, that just never bothers me. I don't care. Even if I'm into a canon, like this is a different canon. Like, we're talking about a different canon here. Yeah. Um, even if I'm into... But they're drawing inspiration from it. Sure. And they can do whatever they want with that inspiration. No. Yeah. It has to be perfect. 
<laughs> has yes. to go perfectly along with it. No, no, no. Um, anyway, so positive points on this movie. Positive points on this movie. Tony Stark is Tony Stark. Tony Stark is always Tony Stark. I agree. I thought it was interesting to have the original, you know, pre-Iron Man Tony Stark feature pretty high, pre- prevalently at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, you get to see him be a ladies' man again. Yeah. Get to be a ladies' man, which I don't know that he ever really stopped fully. Like, not that he's... You can still... You can see the twitches when he, there's like a hot chick around. He's like, mm. Well, in Iron Man 2... No, I'm not into that anymore. In Iron Man 2, he's even... You know, he's still hitting on Natalie Rushman so much. Yeah. Uh, I want one. <laughs> I want one. No. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty great. Um, so he's still... He's, I, it was nice to see that old Tony uh, being that way, but also... He's he's a little more that way. He's a little more of a jerk in, in the in the uh, in the flashback, you know. Well, yeah, a little bit more of like, him sending. He hadn't quite sh- grown up yet. Yeah, definitely hadn't. I, yeah. I don't think he grows up until probably the end of Iron Man One. Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, till the end of this movie, he's still growing. I mean, you know, he's still changing pretty dramatically. I think the end of this movie is the end of the arc we saw at the beginning of Iron Man 1. The beginning of Iron Man 1 is him building a suit, becoming Iron Man, and then he becomes too dependent on that suit, and this him blowing up the suits is him going, you know what, I don't need these suits. I, I, I am Iron Man. Like I, I, can, I can build and do whatever I need to do <laughs> in the future. Um, I, you know, the practicality of that, we could discuss all day, yeah. uh, but it's what he did. He did it for Pepper. We've seen him be wasteful before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. He yeah. peed the suit in Iron Man 2. Like, he, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think in a way it's the same thing where he throws the guy's phone and breaks it and, and he goes, bill me. Yeah. He's just like, I'll build more, whatever. I'm, I'm rich and I am smart and I'll build as many of these as I want. And we don't know how, we don't know if all of them exploded. The, the 42 is probably still sitting on the top of that bridge in pieces. No, he's a blow it. And oh, it, that's right. He did blow 42. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking about... Because uh, he put it on be, Killian. There may be a suit up there somewhere. Or, you know, or still at the house. <laughs> it looked like all of them came out, though. Maybe. And it was a clean slate protocol. You can't have a clean slate if you still have one. Yeah, but, you know, he's Tony Stark. Yeah. He also didn't have his suit, but he happened to have a, a repulsor under his shirt. Like... Yeah. I, I bet he's got some tech somewhere. <laughs> he's got something stashed. Something at uh, Stark Tower in New York is still, like, hanging out. Sorry. <clears throat> um, that, something that bothered me a little bit, but I guess is kind of consistent with, um, with Iron Man 2, was Iron Patriot being reappropriated so easily. Like... Iron Man yeah. 1, or Iron Man 2, they established there are protocols to keep anybody not authorized to use the suit from using the suit. Yes. But then, you know, it gets hacked because the software got changed because software is shit. And I guess they didn't get Tony's software back in it for our War Machine? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know, know how much... It seems like they, he gave it over to the government, and they may have reprogrammed it, made it easier. That's that's one that's one thing. They may have just made it easier so that other soldiers could use it other than Rhodey. That's not a good idea, though. Me, well, obviously. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. War Machine rocks. With an X, <laughs> all caps. So <laughs> that was so great. 
the comedy in this movie was great. The comedy was, yes. Yes. Comedy was wonderful. Um I loved the uh I loved every interaction with the little kid. Yeah. Ty Simkus. He was yeah. he was, he was just as annoying as he needed to be. And we talked about this during the movie. He would have been awesome oh, yeah. if his name had been Peter uh-huh. and then like his workshop gets set up at the end and he has like an iron spider suit or something. Well not even that. I just think it'd be a, it would have been amazing like nod and to the canon if like you know, they can't use Peter Parker. We know that. Yeah. But if they just named the kid Pete or Peter and then didn't touch it again, and then, you know, seven or eight years later when it's time to bring Spider-Man to the universe, of course, now I'm realizing it's only two years later, so <laughs> maybe the timeline wouldn't have worked. But then they strike that deal, they could be like, oh, yeah, he was Spider-Man all the time. <laughs> all the while, there's a different Spider-Man movie on in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. But... I don't know. I, just think, I think that would have been great. Because uh, they could have named the kid Pete. They didn't have to say anything about it. Yeah, it it doesn't have to be Peter Parker. It could just no. be like, that's Pete. And then... It's little Pete over there. Four movies later, Peter Parker had his had his shop set up by Tony Stark. And was like, I'm going to build everything. And then he built the web shooters. Yeah. And like got yeah. bitten by a radioactive spider. Absolutely. And his parents have to die. And he moves into New York with his aunt and uncle. Like, <gasps> we're doing great. <laughs> yes! Exactly that. I love it. Um, we just you're uh, you're welcome, Marvel. You can have that if you want to use that. It's too late. They didn't call him Pete. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that they used his damn name. it, Shane Black. What was it's his all name? your fault? I love Shane Black, by the way. This I I love the style of this movie. I didn't like the style of the credits. It felt disjointed. The style of the credits, I don't at all. It it was all like seventies and yeah. Tony Stark's not. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it when. Has he ever been accused of being nostalgic? He said that in Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. I, li- I, yeah. I liked it. I liked the, the credits. They, they were... They, I, didn't know, I don't know if I would even call them 70s. They have funk music playing behind them, which makes them seem 70s. And then the uh, little lines... The little, honestly, to me, they look more modern than that. They, they are collage uh, lots of cuts and weird wipes and stuff, which could be seventies. But yeah, originally I felt seventies too. But when I'm on a rewatch, I was like, "Yeah, I remember the there 70s? being the the like the weird trails behind everything that you always got in the seventies." Yeah, but that wasn't that those didn't there. happen. No, I just I felt like I remember that happening though. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I, I think, think maybe we both thought it was more seventies than it was when we first yeah, watched it. I think I just like imprinted that into my head. Like it had to be. There yeah. obviously was. And it was probably because of the All Hail the King one shot had the Super 70s. Oh, yeah, that was Super 70s. Stuff. And that one made sense because it was his. Yeah, because it was. He was, from the, he was an actor from what the was 70s. It, um, oh, what was the. Damn it. Uh, Russian police cop KGB. Oh, damn it. Any um, other time I would have remembered the name of that series that he was <laughs> in. Nice. I don't know. Oh man, well that was that was. Uh, I really enjoy this movie. I know you don't. I know it's not your favorite. I, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed most of it. It's just there were a few key points that just really threw it off for me. And if they had not done those, I still would have really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And most of those, I just don't care about at all. <laughs> well, like I, the thing that I keep going back to in my head is that Aldrich Killian in the Extremist storyline in the comics killed himself to keep the research that he was doing 
from getting into the wrong hands, or he was, it was either that or he was um, so stricken with grief over it being such a bad thing getting out, he just killed himself because he couldn't take it. Hmm. But that would have been an interesting character. Uh, I, I do, I do not, I don't like the character of Arthur Killian. I think that's my main problem with the movie is I don't really like the character of Arthur Killian. Yeah, I don't think he's very interesting. Yeah. I think just mean oh, the Iron Man and villains, he's to the be. worst. Yeah. And the other two aren't touted as great. <laughs> I like yeah. them. I like Whiplash, and I particularly actually like Obadiah Stane. I think he's a good villain for the first mm-hmm. movie. Uh, well, he's got, like, reasons for yeah, what he does. Absolutely. And so does, so does, so does, uh, being left, being, having a very small prank pulled on you. By Tony Stark does not seem like a very good reason. <laughs> like that's a really yeah. tiny prank. That's a really not good reason to kill the president. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's not why he's doing it. He's yeah. just doing it for power. But that makes him a mustache twirler. <laughs> and you we know? know how Matt feels about mustache twirlers. I don't like mustache twirlers. Don't like it. I don't like it. I, 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 anytime the main reason you can think of a character wanting something is just because they want power, yeah, is it's not good. Yeah. See, like the Mandarin could be wanting to reclaim his family's former stature because like, sure, there's plenty of ways you could use the Mandarin, but they yeah. didn't. They didn't. They need to just get past it. No, Iron Man Four needs to be the Mandarin. I hope there's an Iron Man Four. Me too. That'd be real good. I, I really want now that, that to happen. Now that they're introducing all this... Uh, I mean, we've already... St- they're still dropping Ten Rings. Uh, Everywhere. Yeah. So Ten Rings are still in their minds. So I think it's very possible they could bring back the Mandarin. And they could even bring back uh, Ben Kingsley, yes, given, given the canon uh, that they have so far. So, Or someone else who could be great. But nobody's going to do it like Ben Kingsley could have. Oh, yeah, but... Someone could do it just as well. Someone could do it just as well. Maybe. Maybe. So, I don't know. Marvel's doing a really great job here lately of bringing in like unknown people mm-hmm. that you've just never heard of or seen before, or that you've seen in like only a few tiny things. Yeah. And then like that's the best thing ever. Talk about the directors is what's blowing my mind. They're bringing, yeah. bringing these people who've done very small films to yeah. these huge films, and it's people that are good at the. I, as far as I can tell, and this is this may just be me, I think a lot of their effects work is not. They're not relying on their directors for a big portion of how they do their effects. Yeah. I think they have really big special effects teams. They're just moving from project to project because <laughs> they get these directors that are just good with timing and actors and worrying and about telling a story. Yes, and worrying about that side of it and all the big special effects and blow 'em ups. Like they get, they don't have to worry about that as much because I think they have a really solid special effects team that's handling a lot of that. So yeah, they, I'm sure they're involved in the creative decisions as part of that and telling the story, but they don't have to come up with. Uh, what's the best way to shoot, you know, Captain America falling off this building or whatever. Like, Yeah, they don't have to put a dark sepia tone over everything yeah. and take out the color in Superman's cape. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just can't leave DC alone this week. You just Man, can't. I just really don't like what Zack Snyder's doing. We'll see. It's coming soon. Coming soon. It's going to fail. <laughs> I doubt Sorry. it. Sorry. I doubt it. Nah, it's going to get a, a whole oh lot of movies. Goodness. 
Uh, it's going to get a whole lot of money because of the names. Speaking of not failing, freaking Star Wars, man. Star Wars was real good. Uh, for like, it was good. It was the best Star Wars movie. That's what I exactly what I've been my, saying. It's the best Star Wars movie opinion. I've ever seen. Uh, but that's from a guy who doesn't like Star Wars that much. Uh, I still don't. I, this movie was good. It was good. It set up a world that I'm really excited to revisit. Yeah. Uh, it was so much like A New Hope, though, that watching it, the plot points were so similar. I I, I was kind of taken out of, like, oh, I know how this story's going to end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the the things that they did, though, to uh, to get to the certain points, like... We need to be there. How are we going to get there? Well, yeah. here's what we're going. How we're going to get there? Like, wait, you're going to do what? Yeah. Like they're doing new things, and like it's it's interesting to see how they're going to do them, and really entertaining, in, in yeah. my opinion. It was a very entertaining movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I actually went to see it twice, which I don't often do. The last movie I went to see it twice, I think, was probably well, Avengers, Marvel movies. I see twice. Yeah, Ant Man, not much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the coming stories. In that universe. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, any more thoughts about Iron Man 3? I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, Pepper's arc was a little weird. They they did the whole, like, let's wrap everything up in a nice, neat little bow off screen. You know, we took care of everything. Yeah. She no longer has the thing. It took a little tinkering. And, like, that was a little bit odd, but, like, I'm glad that she's not in danger that's anymore. one thing this is the only marvel movie i can think of that uses narration yeah and I, I mean i love where they what they did with it in the end uh making it him talking to mark mark ruffalo's hulk that was pretty amazing uh but i i don't believe they've ever used narration in that way i mean jessica jones they did but other than that not really. They don't really use it, and I guess technically they didn't in this one because technically he was just telling the story to someone else. But that's still that's still him narrating what's going on. So. Yeah. One thing that kind of like throws me for a loop a little bit is the time frame. Like at the end when he was talking to Mark Ruffalo's character, mm-hmm. um, when he's like, you know, I'm not that kind of doctor or whatever. Uh, he was saying like, uh, 1983, I was 14 and I still had a nanny. Mm-hmm. So that would have put him being born in '69. Yeah, and like, does that fit with everything? Like, does that fit with the with the films that we see in Iron Man Two, where Tony's messing with the stuff uh, for the expo, like in that outtake or whatever? And then like, well, Stark Expos happen every year. Yeah, but like. That particular film that he was watching. We don't know what year that was. Yeah. We've never actually met that Howard Stark. And then Stark was still alive in 89. And wasn't it 19... Wasn't it 1990 that the car crash happened? I'm not sure. We need to watch Winter Soldier again. Which I got for Christmas, by the way. Woo! Yeah, boy. But we see, we brought it all back around to Christmas. Yeah, we did. Holiday special style. Holiday special. <laughs> so... I guess that kind of fits. It's just it was a little off putting to be like, wait, whoa, you were fourteen and Huh? So yeah, he would have been about twenty when his father died in a car wreck, if that's the case. Which makes sense. Yeah. How old was Howard Stark and Ant Man? Or what year was that supposed to be? Uh it was eighty nine is that when that happened. Yeah. And he looked it, that was John Slattery, so yeah. he had aged quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
He had to be young in Agent Carter and Cap. Yes. World War Two. So, yeah, if he was born in 69, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty young. <laughs> he had been in his thir- I mean, 20s, was, thir- late 20s, early 30s, it seems like. That was 40... Three or forty-four, I believe. No, no, it was uh, forty-five. Is when um, Agent Carter was happening. Gotcha. So, uh, if I mean, we're talking. It's been my brain shut off for a second. It's 44, been forty-four years. Forty-four years. So since he, then, he could be in his sixties or seventies in 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 eighty-nine. He definitely looked sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Late sixties, early seventies. It seems like the probably the time frame. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I also want to say, yeah, just because it happened this week. Happy ninety third birthday to Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Stan Lee. Thank you so much for all for making done. this for us. Yeah, for being such a big part of this this universe. I liked Stan Lee's uh, cameo in this movie. Yeah. The judge and and Miss Chattanooga. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. You got something else? No, nah, I just I thought about the guy in the news van that like modeled his look after Tony Stark, and then like had the tattoo. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. Uh, he's he's on a show on some, on on TV that I like. Happy Endings was the name of it. I like mm. that show. I haven't seen it. He was a he was the main character on that show. Never so even heard fun. of it. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, I'll trust you. Yeah, you should. I'm very good at TV. I mean, Iron Man 3 is great. I mean, Iron Man 3, of the Iron Mans, is my least favorite Iron Man. Okay. But I don't dislike it in any way. <laughs> like, uh, rewatching it, though, I think like it's, it's my least favorite Iron Man. I think the, the, the villain is the least uh, compelling... Honestly, I love the Mandarin flip so much. For the same reasons you hate it, I love it so much. I love when people mess with my expectations. When my expectation is this, and then it completely fools me into something else. That's what I love. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 I think we're just never going to come together. We're not because I just love when my expectations are completely averted. <laughs> well, see, like. My expectations were averted and then let down, like real bad. Like, yeah. oh, you're gonna sub out, and he's the okay. So he's gonna be the met. Well, he's not doing a very good job. He has one thing. He does one thing. He has fire. Yeah. Well, he's not a man. Uh, you're still you're still searching for him to be the man. I want somebody not. to be the he Mandarin is, because he was trying to be. They were trying to set him up as like an evil Tony Stark. Yeah. Basically, like, uh, you know, we've this, had too much of like. Villain and and guy hero, who's the same as the villain. Yeah. yeah, so like, I agree. Wizard, a guy who like uses technology, alien technology, to effectively be a wizard versus Iron Man would be an awesome display. It would be a really cool movie. I'm not, I'm not denying it, and I think we're gonna get it. I think with, uh, with I the, really want it to. with the uh, with all hell the king. Well, no, I, I was gonna say just with with Doctor Strange coming into the universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get some of that technology wizardry. versus wizardry. Yeah, um, and I'm okay with looking that. forward to it. Looking forward I'm to really it. looking forward. Every to Every time Strange. they brought in new people into the Avengers movies, they've always fought first. So I can't wait to see Doctor Strange fight <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, 
or whoever. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about him having an epic showdown with like Scarlet Witch would be intense. Yeah. Magic on magic. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about um, uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Black Panther because based on what we're hearing, it sounds like they're going up. So, so they, they've been they've needed to kind of retract and tell smaller stories. And in a way, those stories are going to be smaller in that they're about one character and their, their, their journey, but they still seem like they're going to be pretty epic mm-hmm. and pretty large scale things. So yeah. So, and then Spider-Man, of course, that's going to be great. Yeah. I'm really excited about a Spider-Man movie. I like that they're keeping Spider-Man in high school for a while Me rather than, than it just being like, here he is introduced. Now he's graduating. Didn't they? Push, now it's two years later. I'm like what? Didn't they push Spider-Man back? No. Does that, did that not happen? Did no. I dream that? You dreamt that. I, heard I don't that. know why you would. That's a nightmare. Yeah. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I thought I really thought I heard that, uh, but I don't know where I heard it. So, nah. Oh well. Nope. Look into it. All right. Well, I think that's all we're going to talk about. Iron Man three. Yeah. We exhausted ourselves on Iron Man three. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I would. I would rank it. Rank it highly. Highly. Uh, Jeff would not. <laughs> the parts that weren't the parts that screwed it up for me, I would give an eight point five. Yeah. Or nine. Like they were, it had me right up until the big twist, and I went, no, no, really, no, you, ah, no. Yeah, I think that's just your immaturity. (laughs) Fuck you. That's my immaturity. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't accept that things aren't the way you you want them to be. Notice also that (laughs) Marvel went back and fixed it. Well, yeah. So it's not just me. So nerds like you would stop that. (laughs) So that nerds like me would be happy? Yeah. You have to please everybody, Matt. You know that. The the, the All Hail the King thing is quite a wonderful turn to try to please all those who really hated something. I don't even know if they decided to do it after the fact. Because it came out on the DVD, right? No, it came out with the Thor 2 DVD. Oh, really? So yeah. it came out even later? Wow. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. That was them fixing it. <laughs> yeah, that's that does seem like the case. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We'll be back uh, probably next week with some, uh, yeah, probably. Some, some news and feedback. We're, we're kind of winging it for the holiday season because we've got... Um, because it's the holiday season. The holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back with you guys very soon though peace until next time true believers hey you just listened to the marvel cinematic universe podcast from stranded panda i really hope you liked it let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com mcucast you are the lifeblood of our little operation here and a huge Huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. Love you 3000, my friends.